information. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. Welcome back. It is early in the morning, and a reminder uh, throughout the day, if you're in a position to do so, WPG and our other five radio stations here at Town Square Media Atlantic City, we are partnering with the Community Food Bank of New Jersey, specifically Southern Branch, helping people right here in Atlantic, Cape May, and Cumberland counties. And we're asking that asking if that you are fortunate enough to be able to do so. If you could go to either the app, the WPG app, or WPGTalkRadio.com and make a donation to the Community Food Bank of New Jersey Southern Branch, every dollar that you contribute provides three meals. I know it sounds fantastical, but it, that's the math. For just $20, the Community Food Bank of New Jersey Southern Branch can provide 60 meals to those in need right here in Atlantic, Cape May, and Cumberland Counties. And let me impress upon you that if you're one of the fortunate ones, that your refrigerator, your freezer is full, maybe you even have an extra freezer and refrigerator in your garage, and that's full, and you're making orders to just replenish your stock, there are people that we know right here in our communities who are hungry right now that will wait hours and hours and hours. Do you remember when I told you last week? This was about four hours before the Local 54 and Community Food Bank of New Jersey food drive was going to open. This was for Local 54, Unite Here Local 54 employees who have not yet received any benefits. Keep in mind, and I'm telling you, I get the messages every single day. People asking me to help. Can you put me in contact with Jeff Andrew? Can you put me in contact with Chris Brown? Can you put me in contact with Michael Testa? There are people that have still not received their federal stimulus check or any unemployment whatsoever. We are in week seven of this whole shutdown thing. Think about not having any revenue coming in for seven weeks. That's why people are waiting in three-mile-long lines and coming four and five and six hours before a food drive even opens. So for a little bit, you can really help a lot. $20, whatever, whatever you can do. And you can do it right at WPGTalkRadio.com or right on the WPG app. And again, every dollar provides three meals. So that's extraordinary. In the minutes that I have, I want to share with you a little bit about this um, John Gleason. He wrote a piece, and I'm going to read some of it to you. Just two days before he was named, I don't even know what to call this guy, a special master, um, Superman, I, I don't Batman. I, I don't know what what to call this guy, but Emmett Sullivan picked him to submit a brief to the court to make the case. You ever hear of anything like this being done? That General Flynn should be charged with perjury. In other words, ha ha ha! Screw you! You're not going to prosecute him for the crime he pled guilty to. I'm going to then charge him with a new crime because he said he was guilty of it. And now he says he's not guilty of it. And so he committed perjury. This is sick. 
If I'm Flynn, I don't talk again. If they call him before that court, just take the fifth. Don't even talk to these people. Hopefully, President Trump will just end it, which is what he should do, because there, there's no end. They'll, they'll just keep coming at Flynn until you take this completely out of play. I wanted it to go this way without a pardon, because being vindicated that way is better. The government admitting that they abuse someone and that they're throwing it all out and not pursuing prosecution even after a guilty plea, think about that. That's extraordinary. That's how wrong they were. Don't let the other side tell you how everything was done right and he pled guilty and all these things. Because, listen, this is how the Gleasons of the world look at this. Chuck Schumer's, so on and so forth. Gleason wrote, quote, Flynn's guilt. Now, now understand, this guy already knows Flynn's guilty. And he's the guy being picked to come in and do this. Flynn's guilt, quote, has already been adjudicated, Gleason wrote in the op-ed, and he wrote it with um, fellow partners of his, David O'Neill and Marshall Miller, both former high-ranking Justice Department officials. Quote, so if the court finds dismissal would result in a miscarriage of justice, it can deny the motion refuse to permit withdrawal of the guilty plea and proceed to sentencing. Isn't this a great guy? Now, this is the way he feels about something that was completely unjust and that the government does not even want to continue to do with. This doesn't have anything to do with the fact that two days later, he's picked to now make the case to charge Flynn with something new. So why don't you sentence him for that, put him in jail because you're letting everybody else out of jail, put him in jail, but then charge him with perjury on top of that. The piece also suggested the purported reasons for the dismissal, quote, clash not only with the department's previous arguments in the Flynn's case. Yeah, that, yeah, it did, but that was before the truth came out. Where it assured the court of an important federal interest in punishing Flynn's dishonesty, an interest in it now dismisses as insubstantial, but also with arguments it has routinely made for years in similar cases not involving defendants close to the president. That's a red herring. Quote, and all of this followed a similarly troubled reversal, also preceded by the withdrawal of career prosecutors in the sentencing of Roger Stone. Quote, end quote. What do you do when the, the supposed good guys are actually the bad guys? Sick. Truly sick. All right, Seth Grossman is on deck in four minutes. John Zarek at eight. The four-time Emmy Award-winning television talk show host. He's actually the original executive producer for the Morton Downey Jr. show. That show was, was crazy. Crazy good in a way, too, but crazy. Bill Boggs, coming up later. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. 10 
more states ready to lift restrictions tomorrow. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. But in Wisconsin, the Supreme Court's ruled the governor overstepped his authority, keeping his stay-home order in place till May 26, reducing it by six days, ordering the governor and lawmakers to work out a new plan. We are going to build our our economy back bigger than ever, but with all of that debt, you can never replace what's taken. And President Trump told Fox Business this morning he disagrees with Task Force Dr. Anthony Fauci on being cautious and letting kids back to class this fall. I think that we have to open our schools. Young people are very little affected by this. A doctor in the Trump administration, another one who was reassigned, then blew the whistle, will testify this morning in the House. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the darkest winter in modern history could be coming. That warning expected from Dr. Rick Bright, who was removed from the agency overseeing the development of a coronavirus vaccine. In prepared remarks for a House Energy and Commerce subcommittee, Bright said the federal government doesn't develop a coordinated response. The pandemic will get far worse, causing unprecedented illness and fatalities. Bright has claimed his early warnings about the coronavirus went unheeded. President Trump has said Dr. Bright is a disgruntled employee. Dave. Rachel, the stock trade several senators made are under scrutiny behind the coronavirus outbreak. And the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Richard Burr, a Republican, reportedly surrendered his cell phone to investigators last night. Republican Senator Ron Johnson's declassified Obama administration officials who unmasked an American caught up in foreign surveillance. Michael Flynn, the ex-national security advisor, pleaded guilty to lying in the Russia probe, which he is trying to withdraw now. It is outrageous what the Obama administration and, and uh, members of it high up in the administration were doing toward you know, during the election, toward the tail end of their administration. Now, the Biden campaign put out a statement saying the info was selectively leaked and it's Republicans grossly politicizing intelligence. America's listening to Fox News. Right now, it feels like the world's standing still. But if you look to the land, it's a whole different story. From farms to backyards, wheels are turning, seeds are being planted, animals are getting fed, grass is growing and families are giving their all to the soil because no matter how uncertain things get the land never stops so to all those linked to the land john deere says thank you we're here for you because we all run together nothing runs like a deer New York's mayor says he wants to keep the lockdown for months, and some governors agree. As the economy collapses, Newsmax is asking Americans like you when the lockdown should end. You can vote in the Newsmax poll about the lockdowns and President Trump. Just text VIRUS to 39747. That's VIRUS to 39747. And vote instantly. Congress and President Trump need to know your opinion about the lockdowns. Text VIRUS to 39747. And watch Newsmax TV, America's new cable news channel everyone is talking about. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Today's forecast looks pretty good with morning sunshine, then clouds developing across South Jersey this afternoon. High temperature on the mild side, 67 degrees. We'll stay dry during the day. I do have to include a chance for a shower tonight, but it won't be as cold. Low temperature around 59. Tomorrow, warm and windy high soars to 82. With periods of sun and clouds, just watch for a line of evening showers. Still warm on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy in 74, cooler with some rain on Sunday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Now more than there. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 
Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Four minutes past the hour, attorney, but also the founder, executive director of Liberty and Prosperity, Seth Grossman, is here. He would like to talk about the case regarding Ahmad Arbery, and you have Gregory and Travis McMichael now charged with felony murder and aggravated assault in the death of uh, Arbery. And I'll always be of the belief that clearly, if it were not for the video that came out, because it had been months, what, February or something, and there was nothing that was going to happen here. And then within two days of the video, charges and all kinds of things. Uh, Seth would like to talk about it. He joins us now. Morning, Seth. Good morning, and this time I'm talking as Seth Grossman, not on behalf of LibertyandProsperity.com, because although I posted my thoughts on the LibertyandProsperity.com website, uh, you know, there's some folks in our club who said we shouldn't be touching this. Uh, it's so hot, it's so controversial, uh, and so I won't know whether I could speak for the group until we have our uh, Saturday morning online meeting. But I'd like to begin with this, uh, this poem that uh, I, I never knew the poem before, but I heard the line uh, by Mary Lathrop, which says, Pray don't fault with the man that limps or stumbles along the road, unless you've worn the moccasin he wears or stumbled beneath the same load. Take the time to walk a mile in his moccasins. And this whole, um, I, I guess, it, it seems to me like almost a journalistic journalistic lynching and condemnation of the, uh, of the McMichaels um, with, with so many people assuming stuff that has never been established. Uh, I find shocking, especially the article that was published in the Press of Atlantic City on Sunday. So if I could just uh, you know, give a little bit of background, and I'm sure that you've been discussing this a lot on your program, uh, although I didn't uh, hear much of it. But I think that the big picture is the greatest threat, the health hazard to young black men is being shot and killed, four times greater than whites. Uh, 2018, 6,237 blacks were murdered, mostly young black men. Uh, Roughly 88% of the shooters were young black men. So that's going on in the community. Uh, you hear about racial disparities uh, with coronavirus. The odds that you know, a young black man has a four times greater chance of being shot and killed than anyone of any other race. But yet you do not get the national coverage. Uh, you don't get the outrage to stop it. Um, we saw this in uh, Atlantic City with uh, uh, with, with Michael Ten- Micah Tennant in Pleasantville in October. That was a local story. When a football coach gets murdered, gunned down in front of his kid, in front of his, uh, his uh, you know, teenage uh, kids he's coaching, it's a local story. When a nine-year-old girl is shot to death in uh, Bridgeton, it's a local story, not a national story like this. When you think of these national stories, it's uh, what Michael Brown, 2014 in Ferguson, 2012 Trayvon Martin in Sanford, Florida, 
it seems like young black men getting shot uh, and killed is only news if the perpetrator is in, in a very rare case when is, is either white or a police officer. So that's, or in the case of uh, Zimmerman, they created a category white Hispanic. Right. That never existed so, in the history of the world until then, and actually doctored the tape so that the networks could make it a, a racial crime. Uh, on this one, Seth, do you agree or disagree that it appeared that nothing was going to happen here? This was from February on, nothing going on, and the video pops up, and within two days, they're charged. It seems to me... If there wasn't this video, you and I would not even be talking about this right now. I'm not, I'm not so sure. There was a, a, agitation to do this, but let's look at this walking a mile in, in the moccasins of somebody else. Because uh, I've taken an interest in this. Uh, you look at the neighborhood. Satilla Shores, Georgia. Uh, you know, I, when, whenever you drive down to Florida on I-95, that's where you pass by Brunswick, Georgia, and you see, you go over a river and you see uh, Christmas time, beautiful lights, these houses by the waterfront. That's the Tillishures. Uh, the neighborhood was so safe that for years people don't lock their doors, they leave valuables and guns in their cars, uh, and then suddenly, about four or five months ago, you have these burglaries uh, and, uh, and guns are stolen. So suddenly you have this neighborhood is suddenly on edge because there's a burglar there and they're fearful and they don't know what's happening and they think the burglar has guns. The other thing that makes this town, uh, I guess, interesting is Satilla Shores is sort of like Seaview Harbor in, uh, outside of Longport. It's right next to Longport, but it's part of Egg Harbor Township, which means if you call the police from Seaview Harbor, you know, they, the police aren't around a corner like in Longport. You have the Longport Police Department across the bridge, but it takes a yeah. long time. You have by, by the way, interesting to note, because we did a lot of studying on this issue when Seaview Harbor was looking to leave Egg Harbor Township and become part of Longport, they are serviced by Longport in many respects. So I don't want to, um, I don't want to conflate here. That, that's, that's not quite accurate. Believe it or not, that's not quite accurate. They actually do almost get treated like Longport residents in terms of certain public services. So I don't want to lose the, the message on, a, on, a, on a, the point of a pencil tip. But anyhow, back to you. But, 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 but it's like the, it, it's just, the, the sheriff is a long way away from this yeah. neighborhood. I mean, uh, by definition, yes. Strict definition, yes. Uh, but the reason that they were arguing that they were in Longport is that these all these services take place and Longport provides them. So it's de facto we're in Longport. Our phone numbers are eight two three, not nine two seven. So anyhow, I, I don't want to mess that up. But I want to go back to a point that I made because I would ask you to revisit something. The people that could have prosecuted it starting in February were not going to prosecute it. I know that I'm not misremembering that to quote George W. Bush they were not prosecuting it and there was some outrage about the fact that they were not prosecuting it it was only when the video came out and here's the thing about that video Seth I don't know if you agree or disagree with this statement whether you're United States Senator Tim Scott who's a great guy and even-handed there's nothing racist about him he doesn't play the race card uh, he is absolutely convinced that this is an unnecessary homicide. 
He said, he said that I go out and run. I run late at night. I run early in the morning. I run in the woods. I run through here. I run through there. And it's his estimation that just because uh, Arbery went and was inquisitive and looked at this uh, home that was under construction and was caught on video looking around and such, that he should not have been shot and murdered. So he's convinced that it's murdered. And almost anyone that has seen the video believes that this is a murder that should not have occurred of an unarmed African-American and so on and so forth. Back to you. Well, well let, let me ask, because I've watched that video, and it's only 33 seconds. Correct. Up, and I must have watched that video 20 or 30 times, frame by frame. So you go through that background that here you have a safe neighborhood, no crime, no police, everybody takes care of themselves. Suddenly uh, you have burglaries, guns are being stolen, the whole neighborhood is on edge. Uh, the neighbors turn to a retired police officer uh, to say, you know, help us out here. Uh, for the first time they have videos on their houses. Never had videos, never locked their cars, never locked their houses. And, and so uh, on this one particular time, you have uh, Mr. Arbery, uh, who probably jogged, uh, you know, and if you look at the Google map, uh, where Arbery used to uh, uh, jog, you know, a place called Fancy Bluff, that was across a busy highway, Route 17. And you can just picture how this tragedy happens. He probably has his regular jogging route. Doesn't cross... Route 17, because it's busy. If you're a jogger, you don't want to wait for traffic. You know, you, 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 know, you just uh, want to keep running. On this particular day, a Sunday afternoon, maybe the traffic was, uh, was light. Uh, so maybe he crosses Route 17, and, and maybe he's in this neighborhood uh, for the first time. And so then he's curious. He checks out the construction site. Nothing unusual there. But the neighbors are on edge. Uh, somebody sees him. Uh, and they say, hey, what are you doing here? And, and what happens? Uh, Arbery starts running. He hadn't been running before. He starts running. And so suddenly, after three or four months of looking for this burglar who, who has turned their neighborhood upside down, they quick say, hey, we got him, we got him, let's go get him. I think that's what happened. And, and he wasn't chased. What happened was the father-son team, they sort of set up a roadblock. They were ahead of, the, uh, of, uh, of Mr. Arbery. And Arbery basically runs into their roadblock. And this is where I think I invite everyone to look at the video carefully. Comment from me, and then I'll go back to you. I did the same thing you did. I've looked at this video dozens of times, and it's very short. Uh, it's not a great video, actually. Uh, but evidently a neighbor took it, and, and a Georgia attorney released it, and two days later... Uh, it appears that it is the incontrovertible reason why the, the two people have been charged. And I, I stick to my guns. They weren't going to be charged uh, if this video didn't exist. Then you have to say, well, what does this video show? I come to the conclusion that this video shows whatever you want it to show. If you want it to show that he was gunned down and, and there was no justification for it, it shows that. If you want to say there was a struggle, uh, Seth, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there a point where the two are each touching the, the shot? It's a shotgun. It's a long shotgun. Isn't there a point in the video where I believe Arbery actually is 
it's pointed towards him and he's got his hand on it. Now, one would say he doesn't want to get shot and killed, so he's trying to get that gun pointed away from him. But there's there is that struggle in the video, correct? Yeah, what, but but let's get ahead of that. So what happens is Arbery is running on the left side of the road, okay, uh, against oncoming traffic, and he sees. Uh, the, the, and by the way, one other thing of background, you know, uh, Arbery was a football player, pretty good one, and his cousin uh, happens to be uh, Tracy Walker, a safety for the uh, Detroit Lions. I don't know if you knew that. And, and one thing that, uh, so, so uh, Arbery was a linebacker, star linebacker. And what I see is he's on the left side of the road. He sees uh, the, the kid with the, holding the shotgun, not pointing a shotgun, holding a shotgun, on the left side of the road, he quickly runs to the right side of the road, goes around the truck, uh, and bypasses him. You know, he, 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 he could have stopped. He could have kept walking. He was away from them. But, but the inexplicable thing that I can't explain is suddenly, almost like without even breaking stride, he, he, he turns to the left, almost like a, a linebacker rushing a quarterback, and goes straight from the side into Travis, uh, the, the, the 34-year-old uh, you know, other guy, that's when a struggle happened. In other words, he didn't have to make contact with the guy holding the shotgun. He could have walked away. He could have stayed and waited for police. He could have kept on running. I well, let me play devil's advocate. He didn't have to do this. He didn't have to do that. What if he thought he was going to get shot? And he was defending himself. Right. Right. The only, right. And, and that goes back to, so the only explanation would be if he thought if he kept running, they would shoot him yeah. in the back. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, could you blame them? They're, they're on the pickup truck. Uh, they've got a gun trained on him. You, I, I can't blame him for thinking he's going to get shot. They didn't have, no, no, that's, that's not evidence. They didn't have it again. They, they were holding the guns. They there were holding no gun the guns. on anybody. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and... Uh, and, and, and I'm sure that because, uh, you know, the, the father was a uh, retired police officer, he knew. I, I'm sure they recognized each other. Uh, so does, does, do you think that a retired police officer is going to shoot you in the back? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it could have been. I, I think what probably happened is nobody was thinking here. Everything happened. It was only seconds before uh, the father's son decided, okay, we got this burglar. We've been looking for him for three months. We got him. Let's go make sure he doesn't get away. Uh, and, and then you had, uh, for, for whatever reason, Aubrey makes a decision that rather than stop, rather than run away, rather than talk, you know, there's no, no conversation, uh, he rushes the, uh, the kid with a shotgun. And once that conflict takes place where Aubrey is punching the, uh, the, you know, the, the, guy, the, the, the white guy with the, in the head and grabbing for the weapon, once that happened, one of them was going to end up dead. Uh, and that's the tragedy of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Let me ask you about this. You as an attorney, Seth, if you're just joining us, in fact, let's get the break in. We'll come right back with attorney Seth Grossman. In terms of the call that they made where the person's asking, what crime are you, is, did, are you talking about this person did? The, the, the dispatcher keeps trying to find out why they're even following this guy. Uh, I think that audio is also very damaging for for the two who are charged because and it's not as fresh in my mind as the video but I've heard it a couple of times and they can't really answer anything that Arbery has done 
In other words, like, why are you, what crime are you alleging? If, so if they're going to file under this um, citizen watch thing or whatever law there is in Georgia that um, is, is pretty unique, you, you, I don't know if it exists in many states around the country where citizens have this opportunity. I think Florida, Georgia, a handful of states. Seth, tell us what you think about, if, you, if you're familiar with it, that communication when they're really not doing a great job uh, explaining what they're even doing in the first place with this person. Back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Sean Hannity is up. A brief early in the morning timeout. And a reminder, if you have an opportunity, WPG Talk Radio and our other five Town Square Media radio stations, uh, and that's just the Town Square Media Atlantic City radio stations, all six of us are partnering with the Community Food Bank of New Jersey Southern Branch, and we're asking if you are fortunate enough to be able to, to go to our website, WPGTalkRadio.com, or the WPG Talk Radio app, and make a donation to the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. And these funds will stay right here in Atlantic, Cape May, and Cumberland counties. I know you're attuned to the fact that there is a significant need. We have many unemployed, underemployed at the moment, and we're trying to step up. We're trying to help put food on their tables, and we're asking if you can help as well. It's going on all day today, today only, on our website, on our app. Every dollar that you donate will provide three meals. It's an extraordinary mathematical um, just wonder there that, for example, a $20 contribution at WPGTalkRadio.com or our WPG Talk Radio app will provide 60 meals. We'll be back with Citizen Seth Grossman in just a few minutes. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. January 12, 2017. The guy that denied it this week on George Stephanopoulos' program, the Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden. Now the questions remain for all these people on the list, starting with Barack and Joe. What did you know, and when did you know it? And why was there a 300% increase in unmasking? And what was your involvement in all of this Russia, Russia, Russia conspiracy theory hoax? These questions now all need to be answered. And I've been told with my sources that both the Attorney General and uh, John Durham, it has all been relevant and something they've already known for quite some time. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. So home where the heart is, that's something we all understand, and we're now home more than ever. Well, our friends at Blinds.com, they make it simple and affordable to shop for the top quality blind shades, interior shutters for your home. They have easy online ordering, free shipping, free design consultation. They'll be with you every step of the way, just like they have helped millions and millions of homeowners with free design help. And, of course, they guarantee the perfect fit for your windows. Go to Blinds.com today. Rules, restrictions apply. 
Hey, no matter what happens, you want to make sure that your loved ones are taken care of. That's why LegalZoom.com has made it easy to set up the right estate plan and you don't have to leave your house. Now, you don't know the difference between a last will and a living trust? LegalZoom.com can help. They're not a law firm, but you get started quickly online. You get advice through their network of independent attorneys and you save a lot of money. Take care of your family today with the right estate plan thanks to LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com where life meets legal. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Very pleased to report we have tracking um, software so we know that already in basically just the first hour of our Radiothon, thanks to you, we've already raised, and this doesn't include some contributions that I know are going to be happening later, but already in just the first hour or so, We've raised enough money to provide 1,830 meals. The Atlantic Cape Man, Cumberland Counties, the Community Food Bank of New Jersey, Egg Harbor Township Location Service Areas, we have some of the highest rates of child food insecurity, they call it. 17.9% in Atlantic. 17.6% in Cape May. You always think of Cape May as just affluent and, oh, they're so rich. Everybody's so rich. I mean, barely a statistically insignificant difference there between 17.6 in Cape May, 17.9 in Atlantic, and it's also 17.9% in Cumberland. So think about that. So in essence... They have served three times as many first-time clients as they typically would be doing because things are so unsettling at this time. And this is why we're also stepping up to partner with the Community Food Bank of New Jersey Southern Branch because they've experienced a 55% decrease in food donations coupled with a 60% increase in demand. So the math is just head-spinning. Citizen Seth Grossman is here. Uh, Seth reached out to me and wanted the opportunity to present his thoughts, and he's written about it as well, uh, about the Gregory and Travis McMichael and um, Ahmad Arbery issue. Gregory and Travis McMichael are charged with felony murder and aggravated assault in the death of Ahmad Arbery. Seth, you, you've heard that call between, and I don't know if it was... Um, Gregory or Travis speaking, but one of them is on the phone with some sort of dispatcher, and she just keeps asking them, "What? What? Where's the crime? What's the crime? What are you? What's going on here?" They didn't seem to have any explanation for what no, they were no, doing. No, I mean, to me, it, it, it's obvious what happened. They they picked the wrong guy. They'd been plagued by these burglaries. They knew that weapons were stolen, so they were afraid of the burglar. Suddenly, uh, somebody calls in, oh, I, I see someone in this vacant house. So they assume he's the burglar. As he's on the phone, he sees uh, Aubrey running by his house. So he adds up two plus two, gets nine. You know, t- together right. with his kids, they, they drive up ahead. Oh, by the way, you willing to join me with the, they see a black guy? So the black guy's got to be the criminal? Well, I mean, if, if it if, were... What if, we, what if Aubrey was a white guy in a jogging suit and he just happens to prance on by or again are we even talking right now we didn't know but i mean i i can't tell you i'm a jogger also i walk i've i've been poking around and i have people come up to me hey what, what are you doing or what, what are you here for 
And I tell them, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm visiting my daughter, you know, I'm, 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 I explain, and then I go on my way. If I suddenly start running, people are going to j- jump to conclusions, maybe the wrong conclusions, but that's what happened. When someone said, what are you doing in the house, Aubrey decides to run. He gets the roadblock. Uh, they, they, they say, you know, stop, stop. He doesn't. He just runs after the guy with the gun. There's a struggle. Someone gets killed. But, but here's the thing. I, I think you, you look at it. It's, a, it's an accident. People jump to conclusions. Nobody's thinking somebody gets killed. But the press coverage of Sunday made it sound like, uh, oh, this is what white people do all the time. This is uh, Georgia death recalls U.S. history of race terror. Yeah, they make it like the movie. I don't know if you saw it, but there's a recent movie out in the past few months called The Hunt. They make it look like they're just hunting the black guy. Uh I'm I'm very troubled by this because there's not enough right now for what so many have jumped all the way to the finish line. We don't seem to ever take the time to actually find out exactly what happened. We go right to the to the worst possible conclusion that there is. Right. And 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 we look at the the local police and the local prosecutor, they look at all this and they say, gee, this is a tragedy. Uh, you know, the McMichael drunk to conclusions. They shouldn't have done what they did. Are you conversing, Seth, on this um, law in Georgia where citizens have this ability? I mean, I, we wouldn't be able to do this in New Jersey. You just couldn't do what what you can do in some of these other states, Florida and Georgia, for example, like a Trayvon Martin neighborhood watch guy or these two guys uh, doing what they're doing. What What is that law that permits citizens to have certain powers to do certain things? I, I, I really don't know, but if someone's robbing a bank and they say, you see a guy running out of a bank, and they say, there's the robber, grab him, quick, quick. Uh, even though I don't see him rob the bank, if he's running out of the bank and people are saying there's a robber, I think as a citizen I have the right to try to detain him. No, you do. You do. That's different, though. But Georgia, and we, we're not prepared to have this conversation because you're not familiar with it and I'm not qualified to have a, a smart conversation about it. But I know this much. In Georgia, there is a law where citizens have a cover. They have a shield. If they do certain things and their intention was to do good they're they're covered they're covered in a certain way just like the neighborhood watches in florida and just like in georgia this case i'll familiarize myself with it to be able to speak better about it but that's also part of this that they 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 if they well some are saying oh my gosh this is going to be a tough defense because they're going to be be putting on a defense that's never been done before they really not uh successful at saying hey what i was doing i was i was almost being like citizen policeman sort of thing yeah what well, well, the thing that bothers me is the, the emotion uh that the minute they show the picture of the two mcmichaels who look like they're in the cast of deliverance and then they show right next to the clean cut you know maybe a prom picture uh, of aubrey Pe- i see how people make the decision just by looking at the photos uh, when you have this endless press coverage that says we assume uh, he was taking his normal jog. I mean, there's no evidence he was jogging in that particular neighborhood. Maybe he jogged in another neighborhood. But all the assumptions and the fact that it's assuming that the police must have been racist because they didn't indict right away, when as we're talking back and forth, there's a lot of doubt. Uh, uh, you know, and and the, the idea isn't whether 
Aubrey was guilty of doing anything, the answer is giving the background of the previous burglaries, the fact that weapons were stolen, the fact that after everybody putting video in front of their house for the first time, they actually see somebody uh, when, when they approach uh, Aubrey, instead of talking, instead of walking, he just starts running as fast as he can. People, again, take two plus two, end up right. with nine. But they also, I use the term train, and that was inaccurate, but to put it better, he could see that they both had shotguns in their hands. Right, holding, which you know, is more common down there than here. I know it's more common, but if you're him, uh, I, again, I, I just want to have a, a sort of a back and forth. So I have certain thoughts about this I haven't shared publicly, but just just going with this that we're talking about now, could you blame someone if he's staring at two white guys on the back of a pickup truck, something similar to that is what I sort of close my eyes and see, and they're each holding shotguns. I, I don't think I'd blame anybody for taking off. It, it, it could be, but, uh, and by the, but he didn't take off. He, he rushed the, the guy with the shotgun. By the way, this reminds well, me I thought I thought he actually ran away, but then they chased. No, no, no. See, that's the look at the video. Those guys were standing still. Uh, he was on the left side of the road. Aubrey actually runs past them. Uh, he could have stopped, but what Aubrey does is after he already passes them, he turns left and attacks the guy holding a shotgun, punching him in the head with a right hand and grabbing the gun with the left hand. Right. The scene That's the scene that's very memorable to me, Seth, that he's got his hands on the gun. The person holding the gun is holding the gun. He's got his hand at the at the end of the barrel. And how does it get, though, to the point that they're in such close proximity because obviously the McMichael, one of the McMichaels gets out of the car and then they have this encounter. No, this happens in seconds and that's it. So if, if you look carefully at the video again, I invite everybody to do that. You see uh, Aubrey doesn't even break stride. Again, he looks like he's uh, a linebacker going for the quarterback. He goes around the right side of the truck and then makes a hard left turn without without losing any speed, and goes right into the guy holding the shotgun. Uh, why he did that, maybe he... Uh, again, I mean, okay, devil's advocate again, and then maybe you you might take... We'll have point-counterpoint. Is it reasonable to say that he made an aggressive, physical move because he felt that his life was in danger? Right. We will never know what was in his mind. And, and it just reminds me of, of uh, something that happened when I went to junior high school. And, and Pinky Kravitz, uh, we're talking about Central Junior High School, 1963, 1964. Pinky Kravitz is a gym teacher. There's a fight outside of Central Junior High School in Atlantic City. Uh, Pinky Kravitz, the gym teacher, goes and sees two guys uh, fighting, uh, and suddenly one of them pulls out a gun. Pinky Kravitz looks at them, just turns around, and walks away, calculating that that even a, a, a tough teenage delinquent is not going to shoot him in the back. And, and that's how that ended. And, and it's a shame that, uh, that, 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 that the, I don't want to say hatred, but the distrust is so bad that, that a, a black man feels that if he sees a white guy with a gun, that, that, that he's going to get shot. Out to, he's going to get shot. Yeah, hold on, Seth. Don't go away. It's, it's uh, time to break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. I want to give you a closing comment on this, 
And then I have a totally unrelated matter that I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, and I'll, I'll tip you off. Well, no, no, you, you don't like that. Johnny Carson, you don't talk about what you're going to talk about. Uh, just trust me, you'll be well-versed on the subject that I'll raise after your closing comment on this. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The Johnny Carson rule, in case you don't know, is Johnny Carson would not visit with, he would not speak to anyone that would be appearing on the program. If you look at his entire career, I forget the famous person, there's one exception where he allowed the guests, the star guests of the night, to come into his dressing room before the show. Johnny wanted it to be organic and natural and unrehearsed, and there's a lot to be said for that. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The WPG Talk Radio app is everything South Jersey. Local news and information updated around the clock from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Breaking news push notifications just for South Jersey. Easily call and listen to all your favorite WPG Talk shows and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your phone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto today at WPGTalkRadio.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 10.15 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 42 minutes past the hour with Seth Grossman. Seth, give me one minute and then we'll get right back to you. We're going to get a closing comment from Seth on the uh, the topic this hour, which has been, Seth has written a piece on it, Gregory and Travis McMichael charged with felony murder and aggravated assault in the death of Ahmad Arbery uh, in Georgia. We'll get back to that. Then we have my uh, cliffhanger that's coming up right after that. But I have to report on this because if you listen to me uh, the other day and if you read my Facebook page, I put up a beautiful piece about Michael Buble, the great singer. And Michael Buble loved his grandfather. Michael Buble's grandfather was his hero. And Michael Buble's grandfather told him when he was growing up that giving is the most selfish thing that you can ever do because nothing can make you feel so good. So I just love that. And the exact quote, it's close to what I said, but the exact quote is on my Facebook page. If you want to check it out, I have a nice little picture of Michael Buble um, and, and his grandfather's quote. As I promoted the Community Food Bank of New Jersey Southern Branch and Task Force Media partnership that we're doing, and it's just for today, so we, we have an ambitious goal, but I know we're going to make it, and I'll tell you why. We've made about five mentions of it, maybe six, and we're just one of six radio stations here at Town Square Media, the leading radio stations uh, in the marketplace. Nobody disputes that because it's you're lying if you don't say just yes to that. We are now at about $1,500 raised towards a $10,000 goal by the end of the day. This now means that we have raised just in the opening hour and 40-some minutes of today's program and our other colleagues on the other five stations enough to buy 4,260 meals. And when we get to the 10,000, which I think we're going to go beyond, but if we get to 10,000, that will be able to purchase 30,000 meals. So thank you for what you're doing. A chief of police who I have such great respect for said, I'm going to run too. So I hear you, chief. 
I, and I was a runner. I, I think I think I'd be running as well. All right, so let's give Seth an opportunity to make a closing comment on this topic, and then I have a closing topic. Seth, time is yours. Right, I, agree, I, I agree with you on this. Uh, so we have uh, older white residents in the neighborhood. They see a young black man running in their neighborhood. They assume he's the burglar. They've been looking for it for three months, uh, and that's prejudice. You see a young black man is convinced that if he's approached by a white person, that white person is going to kill him. Uh, so he runs. Uh, and that's the tragedy. We don't talk to each other anymore. And, and That's right. And let me also now, this will be like Barney. I love you and you love me. We're going to turn purple by the end of this hour, Seth. Uh, I'm so I'm blushing. I'm so proud. Uh, I'm going to agree with your point earlier. The media has an absolute obsession with complete market saturation level coverage when it is white on black crime or alleged white on black crime. And they also almost always go the route. If you remember, you mentioned um, the beautiful picture of this handsome young man. And he looks fabulous. I'm looking at him right now. He's in a tuxedo. And he looks absolutely wonderful. And that's all you see. You see this wonderful specimen, this wonderful example. With Trayvon Martin, they had a young, childlike picture of him. To this day, I guarantee you that 99% of America doesn't even know how much older Trayvon Martin was and that he wasn't that little boy that they showed in the pictures so when they do that kind of thing you know it's on purpose you know it's exploitation and there's no question about that so we each gave and we took what's a closing comment from you on this for now well the closing comment is the history uh, the, the fake history uh you know we, we the, the lynchings in the south people forget that white people republicans were also lynched basically we had a civil war in which the Democrats uh, fought for four years uh, against the North because they wanted slavery. Yeah. Uh, they lost that war. But after they lost the war, they refused to admit that they lost the war. And so they used uh, terror and violence to uh, kill anyone who would try to take away their political control. And I post that in our libertyandprosperity.com uh, uh, website. Uh, in the blog that they actually have cartoons from 1868 showing hanging white people. Uh, they, they called the white Southerners who were Republican scalawags. They called the white Republicans from the North, they called them carpetbaggers. Uh, and also how the KKK was long dead in America. And then you had a 1915 racist movie called Birth of a Nation, which really stirred up all the anti-black hatred, and it was done because at that time blacks were voting Republican, and Democrats were fearful of losing political control, and that's where the, uh, the KKK started, from a Hollywood movie uh, demonizing blacks. And what I see, uh, if you look at that, the media coverage, basically you'll, you'll say, well, why would, uh, you know, why would Arbery run away? Why was he afraid of uh, whites? Well, if you look at this TV coverage, what it's saying is, uh, whites kill black people. We always killed black people. We hate black people. They should be afraid of us. And that's Hollywood culture. That's the media. That's what's being taught in our schools. 
and it's going to tear this country apart uh, unless we could just reach a point where if, if I see a black guy in a construction site and I say, hey, you know, what are you doing there? He says, oh, yeah, yeah, my, my uncle's in construction. I'm thinking about doing this or that. We've got to somehow have conversations with each other instead of having this fear that if we, we, we come in contact and we don't expect to come in contact, that I'm afraid of you and you're afraid of me. So that's the yeah. real problem. Now, I agree with that. And his intentions being at that home that was under construction because it was just studs and it, it, there wasn't i don't believe there's anything to steal uh maybe there were tools around or i don't know what but he didn't look like he was stealing anything to me he just looked like he was curious like a lot of people would be if you see something that's under construction and you want to take a look at it um let me ask you this question and we only have about two or three about two minutes seth so let's make it count here we had our first ever all vote by mail ballot election in Atlantic City, in the in the state of New Jersey's history, it's now in the record books. I guess it'll be finalized by tomorrow or thereabouts. But the result of it is already over; uh, it's been conceded. I've maintained from the beginning that Democrats in our state want our state to be an all vote by mail state. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Well, well, it's horrible because when you have vote by mail, we all know that maybe 20% of the voter roll uh, is, is either dead or moved. Uh, how many times have you seen sample ballots in apartment buildings just sitting there yep. uh, because the mailman doesn't have to give it to them? And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, the, the bias for fraud, the people who care more about politics, the people who care about government, uh, uh, the people who depend on voting for a living instead of working for a living, they're most likely to, to, to cheat, and they're Democrats. Uh, so, so in other words, I would never think if I saw my mother's sample ballot come to my house. I would never think of voting it. But if I cared about if someone's paying me you know, 20 or $30 for each vote I get or whatever, uh, the bias of the fake votes is always in favor of the Democrats for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, and if you have vote by mail, you know, like, like, right, like right now, Republicans have to – to overcome maybe a 5 to 10% cheating factor. If you have vote by mail, Republicans have to overcome a 20 to 30% cheating factor, and I don't think they could overcome that. So vote by mail means the end of the Republican Party. Agreed. Uh, I, I, Seth, I totally agree with you, and that's what's happening. I believe this is true, but I am on such overload that I can't keep track of all the content that's getting poured in, into my head these days. But I believe Governor Murphy did confirm yesterday that the July 7th primary in New Jersey will be all vote by mail. And I hereby predict, and I do this fearlessly, I think we might even be all vote by mail on November 3rd, which at that point I think is indefensible, but I think it's going to happen. And, and, and what it does, it, re, it rewards, uh, in other words, when, you, when you have just one election day, Ordinary working people could take time off uh, to, to work on Election Day, so it's fair. But if you turn uh, voting into a six-week process, the only people who have time to go to everybody, did you get your ballot, did you fill it out, is this right, is that right, the enormous amount of time and money it takes, uh, Republicans, if, if you believe in good government, you don't, you're, you don't get rewarded with a government job at the end. So, again, uh, the Republicans have to do everything we can to fight it. And if it does go through, uh, we almost have to prepare if you want to have a, a country that, you know, it's not enough to give $50 to a candidate. You're going to have to dedicate a week or two of your life 
to overcome that. Otherwise, we lose permanent political control of the country. Correct. Seth, great uh, time with you. Uh, let's and, keep and in touch. Go ahead. Thank you. Libertyandprosperity.com for all the stuff I meant to say but didn't get around to saying. Good enough. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You got it. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Excellent uh, analysis in a few short, pithy minutes there. Uh, I totally agree with that. We have to fight this vote by mail. It should be it should be a a portion of the election. I have no problem with that. I want people to vote. Oh, what do you you don't want people to vote? I want people to vote. I love the finality of one election day, and by that evening we all know who won. I have to say for this ballot question, and it went the way I thought it was gonna go. And in in a pandemic it was very very um, difficult to even have an election. Mailers went out and campaigns were waged, but very, very challenging when people are fighting for their lives and don't know if they have a job ever again or when and all of that. But it was such a pleasure to know, and I broke it before 7 o'clock, that the election was over. And Bob McDevitt is a total gentleman that he is conceded early in the evening we had actual finality no drama no i'm suing you it's never over it's not over i'm suing i'm doing this i'm doing that it was uh just just about refreshing regardless of which side you were on or which result you wanted to see i'm all about elections having finality that's what we've lost since bush v gore going all the way back to 2000 and it's only gotten worse with each passing year early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and wpg talk six from the world's playground this is early in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 hey thanks very much welcome back i have more great news more great news every break that we go away i refresh our our data we're now at two thousand seven hundred and five dollars raised between our six town square media radio stations for the community food bank of new jersey southern branch our day today our one day laser beam focus of partnering with the community food bank of new jersey southern branch keeping the funds right here in atlantic and cape may and cumberland counties so that now at last break i told you we could feed four thousand two hundred and sixty meals we're now at 8,100 meals, almost doubling that uh, in just the last segment to this segment. Our goal was $10,000. We're 27% of our way there already in just two hours. And again, this is Town Square Media, Atlantic City, doing what we always do, and that's stepping up and being a part of the community. By the way, this doesn't even include the $1,000 contribution that the Hurley in the Morning charity is going to make because we'll be making that by check, not on the online fundraising apparatus. So look what you're doing. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville. You can contribute it. He thinks people should go to prison. 
I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. It is a disgrace what's happened. President Trump on the Michael Flynn saga telling Fox Business. They weren't after General Flynn. They wanted him to lie about me. Make up a story. The Justice Department's trying to drop the case against the ex-national security advisor over FBI tactics, but the judge is not accepting that, considering a perjury charge for Flynn trying to take back his guilty plea for lying in the Russia probe. Now, Republican senators have declassified several Obama administration officials' names who sought to unmask Flynn from foreign surveillance intercepts, saying it smells of politics. Now, Joe Biden is among those officials. The Democrats' campaign reacted in a statement. It's telling that these documents were selectively leaked by Republicans, abusing their congressional powers to act as arms of the Trump campaign after having them provided by a partisan official installed for this very purpose. Fox's Griff Jenkins, the president, also told Fox Business. We have to get back to work. We have to get our country back. He also disagrees with his task force, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who fears letting kids back in classes. The president says he wants schools to reopen this fall. In two hours, another Trump administration doctor who claims he was reassigned for opposing President Trump's push to use an unproven coronavirus treatment will testify at the House. The president calls Rick Bright disgruntled. One of several senators under scrutiny for selling stock ahead of the coronavirus crisis got a knock on his door last night. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the FBI sees Senator Richard Burr's cell phone as the agency investigates his stock sales early in the coronavirus outbreak on suspicion of insider trading. Burr has said he relied on public information when he dumped as much as $1.7 million in stock and has requested a Senate ethics review. The Los Angeles Times reports the FBI also served a warrant to obtain information from Burr's iCloud account. Dave. America's listening to Fox News. Right now, it feels like the world's standing still. But if you look to the land, it's a whole different story. From farms to backyards, wheels are turning, seeds are being planted, animals are getting fed, grass is growing, and families are giving their all to the soil. Because no matter how uncertain things get, the land never stops. So to all those linked to the land, John Deere says thank you. We're here for you because we all run together. Nothing runs like a deer. New York's mayor says he wants to keep the lockdown for months, and some governors agree. As the economy collapses, Newsmax is asking Americans like you when the lockdown should end. You can vote in the Newsmax poll about the lockdowns and President Trump. Just text VIRUS to 39747. That's VIRUS to 39747. And vote instantly. Congress and President Trump need to know your opinion about the lockdowns. Text VIRUS to 39747. And watch Newsmax TV, America's new cable news channel everyone is talking about. WBG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Today's forecast looks pretty good with morning sunshine, then clouds developing across South Jersey this afternoon. High temperature on the mild side, 67 degrees. We'll stay dry during the day. I do have to include a chance for a shower tonight, but it won't be as cold. Low temperature around 59. Tomorrow, warm and windy. High soars to 82. With periods of sun and clouds, just watch for a line of evening showers. Still warm on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy and 74. Cooler with some rain on Sunday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarowin, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 
Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. Welcome back. Four minutes past the hour. This much I know. John Zarek loves it when good people are doing good things. And I don't know if John's morning has allowed him to uh, hear me mention this on the occasions that I have, which I'm mentioning it every chance I get. And that is that WPG Talk Radio and our other five Town Square Media radio stations are partnering with the Community Food Bank of New Jersey, the Southern Branch. So the money that we're raising today, and we've already raised more than $3,000, our program and my various great friends here and colleagues on the other five radio stations. These funds will stay in the Atlantic, Cape May, and Cumberland County area, and we're over 3,000 right now, which means that in the first two hours of the program, Town Square Media has raised as a team enough to fund 9,000 meals. And there are so many people in our region that are hurting right now. We know it. You're underemployed, you're unemployed, and you're having problems putting food on your table. We, we, Some of us just can't even process that, and we think it's unimaginable because we have a full refrigerator and a full freezer and an extra refrigerator freezer in the garage, but there are people that are waiting for hours in food lines. It, it's happening. So for every dollar that you donate today, and this is a one-day effort only, if you're going to do it, do it today. A great friend of the program, Chris, is on his walk. He's texting me in real time. When he gets done his walk, he's going to increase that total by $100. Whatever you can do, $20 will provide 60 meals. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, John Zarek is here every Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour. The Law Offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek. John Zarek is the official, the exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. Good morning, John. Morning, Harry. Hey, hey. So good to be here today. Pleasure. Uh, what a beautiful day. And uh, hopefully this this weather is a harbinger of uh, a better future for our country and the region and Atlantic City. Uh, this is tough. This is very, very, very tough. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it, it's uh, how people felt during the uh, Depression, the Great Depression. I mean, there are a lot of people that were okay. They had, a, had an income. They had savings. They had assets and no real threat of losing those. But it's, it's very hard to be happy when so many people around you are suffering that that um picture of 1500 people lined up way ahead of time at bader field just to get food yeah i mean it's heartbreaking that that there's not that yeah and that there's and to realize that we're down to the bone that that was food given by a food bank who, so, who, by the way, are 65% down on receiving food. The math, John, right now, this is why we're doing this today, we've experienced a 55% decrease in food donations coupled with a 60% increase in demand. And for those who don't know, 
why we're doing this today and partnering with the Community Food Bank of New Jersey Southern Branch. And this, John, as you know, uh, because you've been a, a great contributor for more than a decade to the Hurley Charity, every year we give $1,000, and we're doing that today. But our total is not even included in what's happening online right now, which has grown by over $600 just since uh, John came on air uh, four minutes ago. In Atlantic County, we have what's called a child food insecurity. In other words, hungry people. 17.9% in Atlantic. 17.6% in Cape May, which some people would think is unthinkable because everybody lives in mansions. 17.6% and in Cumberland County, 17.9%. So what Town Square Media stands for nationally as a broadcasting company and a digital uh, media company and Michael Rubel stations here in Atlantic City are six Town Square Media radio stations. We we partner with our community. We are part of the community. And I'm extremely proud of all of my colleagues because just in the first two hours of our air shift, Eddie Davis, Joe Kelly, yours truly, and everybody else, uh, Jana, everybody else that's on air this morning has already raised, uh, and it just keeps going up every time I refresh my browser, close to 40% of our $10,000 goal. We're going to hit that. We're going to go past it. And um, it's, it's, I, I said this about five times, John, in the past week. I watched an episode of, of a show that I love because it's all the things I love, giving. And it's a show where Michael Buble did something very beautiful. And he talked about his grandfather, who was his hero, and his grandfather taught him from the time he was a little boy that giving is the most selfish thing you can ever do because nothing else will make you feel as good. And that I know that by the end of today, we're going to provide, as a company, Town Square Media, 30,000 meals. That's what giving is all about, John. Yeah, and I wanted to say... Uh, because of your example, because of Michael's example and and the example of other people at your station, uh, I'm going to donate $500 uh, to amazing. the cause. So uh, it's really not, uh, not uh, anything in light of the sacrifices that so many people are making. And, and on top of your 500 John, you're a part of the 1000 that the Hurley in the Morning charity is contributing, and that 4500 isn't even factored in to the nearly 4000 that we already have. So I can only say to you, John, you, uh, you are a fabulous individual. I had a conversation off-air that I would never betray with John a couple of weeks ago, and Margie was with me at the time, and I just can't, I almost can't put into words what a good person you are, John. Well, you're very kind, Harry. Uh, I do this, whatever good I do, I do it because it makes me happy. I mean, really, uh, you know, had, had uh, <laughs> I often say Mother Teresa had the best racket going <laughs> in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought she was very generous, but she just liked to be happy. So she trusted God, and God says, take care of other people, and... And she, and if you do, I'll make you happy. And essentially, that's the the, the basic message. 
And uh, so she took care of people day and night, and she was happy day and night. And we have we have other examples of that. We had. Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt, John, because you just teed this up for me. I've got to do this right now because you introduced me to the Franciscan Sisters of the Renewal. I come in this morning, and this beautiful envelope. When I tell you the printing on the envelope could be a person's vocation. It's almost calligraphy. It's it's like the day has gone by. My father had beautiful handwriting because he Catholic and in Catholic school, you know, very, very big on that, especially in the World War II era. My father was a left-hander. They beat his hand until he became a right-hander. I don't have time to tell that story, uh, but that's the Cliff Note version. And he had the most beautiful handwriting, artistic and beautiful. That's why I'm so sad that they don't even teach penmanship anymore i don't know how people cursive writing is not taught how are people going to sign a check when they become 18 and have a checking account i'm like this is maddening to me but anyhow this beautiful card from the franciscan sisters of the renewal because of john's introduction and my learning about the incredible selfless and wonderful work that they do the hurley in the morning so you did that too john because you're a uh a stakeholder, you're a shareholder in the Hurley in the Morning charity because of your generosity throughout the years. We wrote a $500 grant. John, I received the most beautiful card. I will always keep this. There's a prayer mess, uh, item in here for me. Uh, they, they, they wrote the most beautiful things, and this is part about what we're talking about this morning. What, what an amazing group of people at the uh, St. Michael Convent Mississippi Avenue in Atlantic City. They're 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 fabulous, aren't they, John? They really are. They really are. And um not too long ago they were uh they they were actually prevented uh from doing it. They were uh they always give out food on Tuesdays and Thursdays on on Tuesdays. They would have people come by, mostly homeless people, uh, people suffering from a lot of different types of problems, and come by, and they have, right next to St. Nicholas Church, there's a little, um, there's a convent. It was a convent for the nuns who taught St. Nicholas uh, school, Catholic school. And that has been converted into... Uh, a convent, uh, kind of a, a different kind of convent. It has a, a large public area on the on the first floor, and they would the sisters would bring people in, and um, mostly homeless people, poor people, uh, people who need comfort, and they would give them food and and pray with them if they want. They didn't have to pray. It wasn't the price of of getting food or uh, coffee or a donut or whatever, but they would sit with them and pray with them if they wanted and um, generally take care of everyone. And that um, unfortunately was stopped by the um, COVID orders from the state, the executive direct directive. And, um, but before it was stopped, I guess. I guess, right. Uh, I had uh, an attorney, a woman who was interested in 
doing some charitable work and um, some community involvement and i and i mentioned what the sisters do and i said if you like i'll she she was very interested i said i'll take you over there and introduce you they they're helping people now so we went over um at that time they were you know they were wearing masks and and um, they had it set up where people could wash their hands it was you know the water was running on water and they could wash their hands and get their bag outside they couldn't go inside but and they had cones set up for spacing and so forth and um you know the the young woman that i took over there was so overwhelmed by the situation and immediately started to help um getting food donations, uh, getting things that the sisters needed, and she just took them all and, and ran with it. But when I, when I went over there, there was, um, you know, it, it, in the media, it seems very, um, in the media, it seems very, uh, sometimes seems a little romantic. It seems a little exciting in a sense, uh, you know, people that work with the poor, Mother Teresa and so forth. But in person, it's not romantic and it's not exciting. Um, it's, it's just these uh, sisters who are dealing with people that are very, very um, much in need and in all areas and um, trying to keep people straight and some people can't understand the instructions and uh, you know I remember one one of the fellas uh, because of his disability he was trying to go back into the line like for the third time right, to get it. And, and and one of the sisters says now you know now, Joe, you've, you've been here once already, so you're not allowed to, you know, have to come back the next time. And he was saying, no, no, sister, I was never here for three days. I was never here. <laughs> he was there twice when I was standing there. You know. but, but they treat, you know, of course, many, many people have trouble with patients, but because they do this that with really for the love of God, they they see um, Jesus in each person who's challenged. So it's not, you know, certainly if uh, if God came down and confronted any of us, of course we'd do anything. It'd be easy. But seeing God in the faces of the people that are very challenged and very, very difficult to help, I mean, it's not just helping... It, you you have to manage and um, and guide and be super patient dealing with people that are very difficult. That's a lot harder to see. It's a lot harder to see God in people that are, um, you know, sometimes very irritating, very um, very 
challenged in how they can relate to you. And how Hey, John, we're at 19 minutes, almost 20 minutes, actually, past the hour. Let me jump in. Please excuse my rudeness. I didn't want to... I didn't want to interrupt your uh, mojo there. You're on on a great roll. Uh, we're going to come right back much more with John Zarek the whole hour. Also coming up right after John, certainly a Delaware Valley legend, a national legend, Bill Boggs, four-time Emmy Award-winning television talk show host. He has a brand-new book, and we're going to review it coming up right after John Zarek at 9.04. Then some open forum to end the program. I need to um, thank Chuck Malamut who just made, he didn't tell me I can't say it, so I'm going to just say it before it's too late. Chuck just matched what John Zarek just did. That's a $500 contribution from John, a $500 contribution from Chuck, and Chuck is going to do it on the WPG app or at WPGtalkradio.com. We, w- we would prefer that. It's the only means of this fundraiser. We're not really, mine's probably not even going to count towards the total, but they're certainly going to take it. Uh, we'll be writing a $1,000 check from the Hurley in the Morning charity uh, before the end of today. So there's 2000 just between the Hurley in the Morning charity, John Zarek, and Chuck Malamut. And if I refresh my browser one more time before going to the break, I'll be able to tell you, I think we're about, I'm not even counting, if I count this 2000 we are at, of our $10,000 goal. So thank you so much, one and all. You can make a contribution through WPG, the app, on your smartphone or at WPGtalkradio.com. And every dollar that you contribute will provide three meals, meals rather, three meals for our hungry neighbors. We'll be back with John Zarek in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.